Hey, thanks for listening to the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe podcast with LeVar Arrington, Jonas Knox, and myself, Brady Quinn. Make sure you catch us live weekdays, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern or 3 a.m. to 6 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. You can find your local station for the Two Pros and a Cup of Joe show over at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. So the NFL's got themselves a little bit of an issue. We got a little bit of a problem. Something has flared up around the league. We will get into all of that here. Coming up just a couple of moments from now, it's two pros and a cup of Joe. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. You can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. You can find us on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates and wherever you are, making us a part of your Tuesday morning. We appreciate you doing so. We're going to take you all the way up through the end of the hour here 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. How we feeling, BQ? How we feeling, Mr. Feeling uh, winner good, Picker? Man. Feeling good. Damn I right. mean, I, I, again, I, I'm not really as, as into it as uh, as you are with all that. Uh, not really a gambling guy. But, uh, yeah. no, it was I, – I was surprised by the outcome of that game. I, I thought really last night and looking at the first matchup between the Rams and Cardinals, the Cardinals just beat them down. And it and that was during like the beginning where you're like, oh, we think the Rams are pretty good, and I, I thought it was maybe just a bad matchup, but at, I mean at that point, watching how the game started, it just felt like the Rams had control. They understood this is the time to really turn it on, and I'm telling you, I, I think they could they could uh, all of a sudden be that hot team going into the playoffs that no one wants to play. Once we get into the, once we get into that playoff round, that single elimination, uh, we could be seeing just based on where the uh, playoffs are at right now. And this, I, I mean, I, I could see this happening to where you know Dallas is the four, and the Rams are the five, which would be uh, one of your uh, opening round matchups, which would be, uh, which I think would be really, really interesting. We saw that play out a couple of years ago where uh, uh, the Rams um, won that game. Uh, I think that was uh, Dak Prescott. I think his second year, maybe, but uh, we we seen those teams match up before but we could be seeing a uh, dallas and the rams uh, in the opening round matchup which would be a lot of fun a lot of a ton uh, of fun yeah people out here in southern california would be very fired up about it uh you know a lot lot of a lot of uh, rams and uh, cowboy fans out here uh and uh, and those teams uh seeing them square off would be uh would be very enjoyable now we do have uh, some issues um you know COVID has popped up, you know, a lot of uh, positive tests all of a sudden in the NFL. I think what they have 37 yesterday, 37. 37. Yeah. yeah. Total positive uh, tests in the NFL. And uh, a couple of them played out uh, last night. Uh, Jalen Ramsey was out. Higby was out for the Rams. So Sean McVay, the Rams head coach spoke about the issues and trying to navigate through the issues and open up by giving his uh, initial reaction to the news that he was going to be missing some guys last night. My initial reaction was you got to be me you know i don't want to get too far into it but i mean when you find out five hours before you kick off you know on saturday morning we find out we're losing three really important players in havenstein double d and daryl henderson and then on monday morning you say oh by the way now you're losing jalen ramsey and tyler higby and so can't say enough about just the guy's ability to not flinch you don't replace those kind of guys but that's why you have 48 guys that play on game day and we certainly used everybody today and really proud of these guys proud to be associated with this group and, and just be a small part it was a lot the hard thing was 
does is it's one thing if you get this information early on in the week, but you go through your whole process and preparation, and really it's completed on Saturday when you're playing on Monday night. Sunday represents an opportunity to really just finish up any sort of last reminders above the neck, and that's when we found out about those first three. But those guys just did a great job being able to handle it. The amount of changes, I, I can't even really go through. My, my head's killing me right now from all this. Jeez, it's killing you from all that talking <laughs> that way. She's Jeez. like the Uzi of, of coaches in press conferences. He will just spray it out there, all this all this talking information. But I mean Jeez. I mean I mean you, you could imagine this. Obviously Jalen Ramsey is the type of cornerback that's gonna match up with the best wide receiver on the opponent and is gonna try to eliminate him from the game. And you got a dude who I believe who replaced him. I don't know that he had started or really played many snaps at all on defense. This played year. well. He did well. He, he played well enough. I know that much. There's a couple times where maybe the ball just didn't really come his way. But the the reality is to have to make that change for Sean McVay, Raheem Morris, the DC there. It's tough. I mean, there's there's really nothing you could say. And the worst part is is the timing of all of it, as he talked about. But I believe I saw a report too with Higby. They think it might have been a false positive. Yeah. But because of it, like they can't even prove it in that amount of time, so he can go out there and play. So that's unfortunately the difficulty as we head into the final stretch of the NFL season where these games become that much more important. COVID and, and obviously the way we're going about handling it, it starts to become a big-time issue. And, and I do wonder if they're not going to look at just the ability as far as testing and when they're testing these guys, some way of trying to give the players, the coaches – everyone a little bit more notice before you have this sort of thing pop up where it drastically impacts the scheme and all that. And I know it didn't end up mattering in the, you know, at the, at the end of the day because the Rams still won, but it's going to matter moving forward. I just, it feels like the more we talk about it, just that was a really, really bad loss for Arizona last night. Because if you had all of that as an advantage going into the game, you're playing at home, it's an opportunity to really, you know, you know, like lay your mark on the division and say, we're going to put this thing out of reach. Nobody's catching us. And then to come out like that. And look, Kyler Murray had a couple of interceptions, but DeAndre Hopkins never drops a football. That was a huge drop that, that could have completely changed the game. Um, it just, felt like there was an opportunity there for them to you know really take control of the division and for whatever reason at home they just don't play as well it's weird they're they're undefeated on the road but all of their losses have come at home and, and i don't know what the uh, there's I'm, a scottsdale still, flu or, or what's going, going on but i, I don't ooh. know about everything else but i'm still going to go back to last evening and say there are plays that in terms of turnovers and in terms of completion of the play I think if Kyler Murray is all the way healthy, it's a different game. That's I honestly, I honestly believe that. Like I think there were times where he was off balance. I think there were times where he conceded the the sack. I think there was times where he was careless with the ball, and I think that it was because his focus was on whatever it else, whatever it is, it was on. You mean like that first play where, where Aaron Donald bowled over Max Garcia? Yeah, but and, and, and it's like Kyler Murray just turns, starts to run and gets down. He's like, yep, nope, yep, not dealing not with this. It's way too early in the game there, to be dealing there, with this there, right now. There were a few times that – It's a hell of a way to bookend the game as a defender though, right? The start oh, to man, that's an amazing start. <laughs> yeah. That's like – I mean, that's and, an amazing start. And then you start. end it with a sack as well too. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, yeah. that's how it's Three done. Three sack night is, is an amazing night. So you don't, think, you don't think he's 100%? I don't. I just don't. I think that things that 
in moments where he would have been able to to clear himself to make the plays that he usually makes that makes this team what it's been and and their their success I I didn't see it last night I, I saw him like I said he seemed off balance like when he tried to speed himself up um he he went down you know eluding eluding the the pass rush at times it just seemed as though he was more he was more in tune with trying to figure out how to throw it than he was to escape the situation and then figure out how to throw it, which is what he usually does. He'll escape and then try to figure out where he wants to throw the ball. I just didn't see it last evening. Let me ask you this. Who needs home field advantage the most in the NFC? In the NFC? Yeah. Um, because you could say Green Bay because of the home field advantage, but we've seen how that played out last year, and Tampa went in there and, and obviously won the NFC title game. But of, of the three teams in contention right now, uh, Green Bay, Tampa, Arizona, who do you think needs home field the most? Like the one team that, that, that should have it. Because well, I mean, I obviously like you're not leading, Arizona. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you're leading us to a certain a certain team, and I, I don't know that it really matters to any of them. Well, no, I'm not leading to anybody. I'm, I'm just asking. Both, I, mean, I think both the Packers and the Buccaneers, their defenses will travel, and they have quarterbacks that can handle yeah. any playing environment. That's so. how I feel. It's yeah. not like the Buccaneers have like some sort of dynamic home field advantage or environment. So I would say Arizona disqualifies themselves. Maybe the Rams. Because, uh, I'll say Rams. I'm going to throw the Rams in that yeah, conversation or Rams. Dallas. Those two Dallas, teams, I think, yeah, need Dallas home field advantage yeah. more, than, more than anyone else. It's just, it's just weird that they, they're they just two different teams at home and on the road. It's, I, I got, and I don't know what, what the, the reasoning is. They were trying to talk about it last night, and they are like, you know, we can't figure it out. We don't know what the problem is, but there's just a drastic difference. And and I, I just I don't know that that if you're Arizona, you look at it and go, well, maybe it's better we got to go on the road. If, if Kyler Murray's not 100% and you think he's not 100% and, there, and there's some issues there, you'd want to buy himself as much rest as possible, which would give him the bye week. I just wonder how this whole conference could be won or lost uh, based on how this thing shapes it's up. It's going to be won or lost off of the quarterbacks, the quarterback play, if you ask me. Yeah, I'm, I'm with LeVar on that. I, I do think like that's why you have faith in the Packers and Tampa to travel because mm-hmm. they're quarterbacks or, yeah. or why, Kyler for, for that matter. One thing I will say about Arizona that I think they're not utilizing their home field advantage is they don't use a cadence. They, they, use, a, they use like a silent snap count. And so that's never going to play to advantage to you at home where you see guys like Tom Brady, guys like Aaron Rodgers – use their cadence to, to get more free plays and different things. They've got a different way of doing it, and you can have you know, multiple head bobs or leg kicks, claps, whatever you want, but they, they don't always like use cadence, and that's one of those things that as an offense you have to your advantage to try to keep those guys you know, on their heels, but that's not something they utilize in their offense. So that's maybe one small little thing, but I don't think it makes that big of an advantage um, where you where you would see them have such a stark contrast to how they play on the road versus how they play at home. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Brought to you by Discover. If you're a valued customer, you deserve a simple gesture of appreciation from your credit card company, and that's why Discover matches all the cash back you've earned at the end of your first year. Discover, exceptionally common sense. Learn more at discover.com slash match. Limitations apply. All right, it's so coming up next. Uh, we have got um, uh, some some a couple of guys that are loving up on each other pretty nicely in the NFL. Uh, one's throwing a compliment to one, the other's throwing that back at the other. Uh, we're going to investigate uh, what the truth behind all of it is next here on FSR.
Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Two Pros and a Cup of Joe here, Fox Sports Radio. Lavar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Stick around. Later on in the hour, we have that one segment that we've been doing that we don't have a name for yet. Still haven't found a name, huh? Yeah, uh, authored and emceed by the great Brady Quinn. He <laughs> he put on such a performance at Notre Dame last week. We were like, you know what? You should emcee a segment about some guy uh, hiding uh, uh, in a wall, you know, and getting stuck in a wall like he did yesterday. That's, uh, you know, <laughs> that's always fun stuff. Uh, so that'll be happening. Uh, <laughs> That'll be happening later on this hour. I mean, it, it did add to, I think, the show and just the overall <laughs> conversation how he got stuck but, there. It, it wasn't just part of him. It was just an <laughs> body. Yeah, just, um, yeah. So there's, uh, well, I mean, I wish it was just part of him. Uh, it would have uh, made the story that much better. Uh, let's just be honest here. The reason we do it is because we miss Headliner Lie. All right, let's just say that. We miss Headliner Lie, so it's a way to uh, incorporate some of those bizarre headlines. Uh, I, I didn't want to outwardly show. say it, but yeah. yeah. That's all right. Listen, I'll say it. Um, all right, so uh, do you want to have a, a little competition here? All right, we're going to do a little competition, all right? Sure. So, yeah. so who was the better ball washer? All right, oh, so this is going to be. This. Can we get this, some like game show music we could, with this? I mean, listen, uh, we we got a you know we got the jack of all trades, uh, Roberto uh, behind the scenes. Uh, he is uh, putting together some game show music for us here. All right, so here we go. Who was the better ball washer in the NFL? This week. All right. So uh, so let's first go to uh, Cliff Kingsbury, uh, who was talking about um, the uh, Coach of the Year Award. And uh, he wanted to give a little bit of love to the great Bill Belichick. So let's take a listen to uh, participant number one, contestant one. How well do you wash balls? I mean, they should just name the award Bill Belichick. And when he retires, like bring that back. But um yeah i mean it's like until he retires i don't think anybody else should get that award honestly he should be that every single year that he's coaching just a a solid performance through and through i mean not only did he talk about present day but he talked about after it's all said and done uh take care of him like that i mean i I feel like it it was the acting was so good i almost feel like you know maybe it it was he was he's already been in some film yeah i mean hasn't cliff Hasn't Cliff been in been in some some movies before? The, the Notebook, right? The Notebook, right? Yeah. There's a couple others. Uh, what was it? Remember, Remember the Titans. Yes. Wasn't he a player in Remember the Titans? That's true. And uh, was it uh, Behind the Pines or Through the Pines? Whatever that show uh, I, that I movie was. That. That's a, that's a, that is about. a that yeah. is uh, Underneath the Pines. Uh, whatever it's called. Uh, that's Sounds a uh, uh, Liz. We will we, we'll effort the name of that movie here. But there was a movie uh, uh, Beneath the Pines or something. Let's, beneath under. Let's let's go behind. Uh, let, Let's go live between. to our, is it beneath, is it under, is it between, insider, lead to laugh for the latest. That lead. would be the place beyond the pines. That one, too. Uh, that <laughs> Not one's, even yeah, close. Yeah, so that one, that one too. Not even that close. That was something like that. You know, I don't oh, have to tell amazing. you. Uh, listen, Ryan Gosling movies, they all kind of blurred together. Oh, so that's they, what they, I'm thinking yeah. of. I'm sorry. Um, I mean, they look so similar. So, yeah. I mean, but but it, overall, that if as far as ball washing goes, that's a solid effort from Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, just kind of giving a shout out to 
of Bill Belichick and then saying, hey, man, after it's all said and done, let's bring it back. So, I mean, I don't know what you rank that on a scale one to ten. What would you rank that ball washing by Cliff Kingsbury there? I mean, that's pretty high up there. I I don't know. I mean, an eighter, maybe a niner. I don't know, someone there. Okay, so an eight or a nine. That's a solid performance. Now, uh, let's meet uh, contestant number two in the who is the better ball washer early on in the week in December of 2021 in the NFL. And contestant number two, his name is William Belichick. He appeared on the Greg Hill Show on Monday. Here's what he had to say. Uh, it was very nice of Cliff to toss that bouquet. And I'll toss it right back. Cliff's done a great job, and I think he's done a great job and, and should be the coach of the year this year. Well, I mean, listen, it just sounds like a couple of guys just I mean, washing balls here uh, on, uh, on Sports Talk Radio. I love our balls. You, you have to take into context, though, Bill Belichick's like actually giving a compliment like that, yeah, and the tone we're like, I don't, can we play it again? Because I don't know if you noticed it. It was a little bit higher than he normally is in his press conferences. Like you can hear a little bit of a, of the, like, oh, throw it right back at him. Like, like it was a little something to how he said it. Can we play that one more time? Uh, it was very nice of Cliff to toss that bouquet. And I'll toss it right back. Cliff's done a great job, and I think he's done a great job, and, and should be the coach of the year this year. I mean, that, listen, I mean, I, a solid performance. Two greats, yeah. by the way. Yeah. Two great jobs. I, mean, yeah. I, I don't know. You don't hear that from Bill Belichick. Much. I mean, listen, uh, uh, full of lather, uh, full of uh, all the other stuff that comes along with uh, with the ball washing here in the NFL. I mean, I know my answer. I, I know who I would like to give the award to, but Brady yeah. Quinn, I'll let you go first. Uh, who's your uh, who's the award going to go to? You know what? Um, I, be, look, I could be easily persuaded by the voice and the looks of one Cliff Kingsbury. I do love him. I think he's a great coach. But Bill Belichick's excitement clearly, clearly jumps out of the speaker right there to me. I think he did the the bigger of the ball washing because he could have just taken the compliment, not said a word, but instead – he threw it right back at Wow. Him. All right, so you're yeah. going to hand out to, to Bill Belichick. I, yeah. I'm going to uh, disagree. Uh, I'm going to give it to Cliff Kingsbury, and here's why. Uh, I'm not falling for this Belichick stuff. All right, the last time Belichick uh, gave out those sort of compliments, it was uh, the week before they played the Bills. He talked about how great uh, Josh Allen That's was right. at reading defenses, right. et cetera, et cetera. And then the Bills went out there and put on an armpit fart of a performance in the snow and the rain and the wind or whatever the hell else was going on in Buffalo. Uh, and so I'm not buying it for a second. I think it's Cliff Kingsbury. Kingsbury, I think he did the better job of ball washing uh, in this week's edition of who was a better ball washer in the NFL. Do you remember where Cliff Kingsbury started his NFL career? I do. Where New was England. It? Wasn't he? It was, did he get, was he a seventh round pick? Uh, yeah, something like that. But yeah. the, rea- the, the reality is this. I feel like he, you know, maybe it comes a little easier then for him to say something like that as opposed to Bill Belichick, who brought him on as a player and moved on without him but uh, you know there's clearly a there's clearly a lot of love going back and forth there. by the way of all the quarterbacks that uh, has ever played for bill belichick uh, is tom brady the one that he's given the least amount of compliments to <laughs> i just think about it i mean like, he might have given <laughs> cliff kingsbury more compliments in that one clip like, yes. i mean it, oh, like man. whatever whatever it did it worked i mean like he really raised uh, you know a competitive guy but it just feels like man he he throws out compliments to everybody not named Tom Brady uh, and yeah. and for whatever reason that uh, that seems to you know really bother Tom Brady and his dad too uh, his dad's not thrilled uh, too thrilled with uh, Belichick these days uh, so there's yeah. that uh, but again uh, congratulations to everybody involved uh, and uh, hopefully next week we will uh, have another edition of uh, who is the better ball washer in, in, the NFL. in 
So we'll make that a, a weekly deal. Yeah, that'll be fine. Is, uh, is it basically down to those two, or is there someone else you think should be in mind for Coach of the Year at this point in the season? I think it's Belichick's to lose. Um, yeah. As far as anybody else in contention, um, Zach Taylor – um, for from Cincinnati, I think sure. I think is in the conversation. Probably depends how they finish, right? Um, yeah, and I would also say Staley with the Chargers is probably going to get a little bit of love, although I think it's a, a bit of a long shot. Um, but they've got to win the division. I mean, that's what it's contingent upon for both Cincinnati and the Chargers. I mean, just being a playoff team, I don't think is enough, especially considering what the Chargers were last year. So I, I, I would think it, that it's. If Cliff Kingsbury would have won, if the Cardinals would have won last night, I think he's clearly in the driver's seat moving forward. You think because, so? Because I think that almost would have wrapped up the division. And now you're talking about potential number one overall seed in the NFC. And so I, I think it I think it may have been that. Like if, if he's got the better record when it's all said and done, as good of a year and a, a job that Bill Belichick has done with this group, and it might be his it might be his, his greatest coaching job in his, you know a very historic, incredible career. But even with that being said, I still think if Arizona had the better record, was the number one overall seed in the NFC, had the best record in the NFL, that would probably give Cliff Kingsbury the nod. Yeah, and I also think if you look at uh, where the Pats stand, um, like, you know, it's been a great run for New England. Uh, Buffalo's schedule is pretty pretty cake down the the rest of the way. Um, As far as I think they play, uh, they've got three of their four uh, final four teams are all losing teams. New England's schedule is not the easiest in the world they're they're at indianapolis next we know how indianapolis has played um then they get the bills you know the bills are going to come out full of pnv wanting to get a yep, little bit of revenge yep. have that red ass right? yeah we talk about that red ass and Aaron then, uh, donald had that red ass yeah last he did night. he definitely yeah. had a red ass last night yeah. and then you've got uh the uh the, the powerhouse it's like you know angry <laughs> like uh you know just chappy kind of a chap well, ass mean you had like the hot sauce at chipotle no, the day like, 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 like you, really know, kinda, you ever heard like chap ass like uh you know just like uh you know, a little bit testy, a little bit, uh, you know, agitated. You're a bit of a red ass know. from time to time. Oh, go. I'm just here saying, like, uh, you know, just got that competitive mean streak, that uh, that that fiery, uh, fiery thing inside of you. Uh, and then, uh, you know, the Patriots have the uh, the powerhouse that is the Jacksonville Jaguars, and then they are at the Dolphins uh, in Week 17. And and listen, late in the season. At yep, Miami, Miami's giving them some trouble. Has always yep. been a problem, so I just that don't think South it's a shoe Florida in. Flu, baby. Yeah, that just, South Florida flu is something. I just don't think it's a shoe in that the uh, Patriots are going to roll right through. So there's uh, there's all that to to contend with. But I I just feel like Belichick right now. And the current odds or the most current that I am seeing uh, are uh, he is a slight favorite. Obviously Kingsbury is uh, behind him, and then uh, Matt Lafleur, uh, Mike Vrabel getting a little bit of love, and then Zach Taylor. Uh, Zach Taylor, as we mentioned, uh, is also there as well too. So it does feel like it's going to be Belichick or uh, or Cliff Kingsbury. Uh, all right. Uh, it is two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox with you here on FSR. Coming up next, uh, there is something that has happened that has completely changed the sport. A sport that you love, that you care about, is now completely changed because of this one thing. We'll get into all that for you next here on FSR. For all the latest, though, from around the world of sports, ladies and gentlemen, this is a man who demands respect, uh-huh. and if he doesn't get it, he'll take yeah, it from your cold, dead that's, hands. That's 100% correct. It's Edmund Garcia. Now, I know Brady can't see this because he's not with us, but have you seen this background they put up for LeVar in the On FS1? kitchen? Yeah. It's really well done. What the hell is that? I don't know. <laughs> 
I, I think they, uh, I think, uh, you know, a, a couple of the people here like got out a couple of spray paint cans yeah. and uh, went to work on the back. It's got, it's got a cord that you plug into the wall and it lights up. It's very interesting. <laughs> oh, it's very like Christmas. I, yeah, a Christmas little, tree. A little Christmassy, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Eddie, are you mean that uh, we're not the fanciest of uh, places around I just, here? I honestly, I walked in and I said, what in the hell is that? And I, <laughs> I saw there was a plug attached, so what did I do? I plugged it in and it, <laughs> it lit up and started making a humming sound. Did you I'm think like, Rob right. Parker brought it in? Is that what you thought? <laughs> it is the holidays. Yeah. Yeah. And then he put a price tag yeah, on it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it, it is the holidays. Yeah. That, that's always something I to I can't die. wait for that Rob Parker Fox Sports Radio apparel to appear in the uh, in the kitchen for sale. <laughs> By the way, did you uh, did you get your mail, Eddie? Uh, did, I want to make you sure you got Eddie, your mail from uh, Andy See, Furman. I was in a good mood, and then you oh. had to bring that up. You, I don't know why you hate getting mail from Andy Furman. I don't get it. It bothers me because he wastes money for no reason. He just sends me a bunch of garbage. All right, <laughs> back to Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington in the kitchen, and Jonas Knox in the Fox Sports Radio studios. <laughs> Thank you, Eddie. It is uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up uh, 15 minutes from now here on FSR, uh, we're going to get to some uh, stories, some uh, bizarre ones from around the globe uh, that need a little bit of love. Uh, again, still efforting a name. Uh, don't quite have a name uh, figured out out for this yet but at some point uh, throughout the uh, next several weeks while we're doing this bit we might come up with a name uh, so there's that um, yeah we're putting a lot of effort into it behind the scenes so that, that's that's one thing a lot of conversation I, yeah a lot of conversation a lot of brainstorming yeah. uh, ideation you that, know people that, throw in that term nowadays but, you know, whatever that means. Uh, but, uh, yeah, there's there's all of that uh, stuff that he just mentioned that we're doing behind the scenes to come up with a name for this segment that we don't have yet. Um, I want to I want to do something for you. I want you to tell me what I'm referencing here. All right. You ready yeah. for this? Yeah. Yeah. Can you guess? No, I cannot. I don't know what that is. That that that's a rattlesnake. Spencer Rattler is going to Columbia, baby. Mm, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's bringing someone else along with him. Uh, yeah. Now this uh, is this a a wide receiver, a tight end, tight end. from uh, yeah tight from end. Oklahoma. He's a, he's a pass pass catching tight end, Austin Stogner as well. So. And because uh, Shane Beamer's got a relationship with those guys because he was on the OU staff, um, so yep. he probably yep. uh, maybe helped recruit them or whatnot. But. Uh, <laughs> Just, uh, Look, yeah. uh, say this much about Shane. He's doing a heck of a job recruiting the portal, which is it's, it's, it's the new age of college football. It really is as far as coaching staffs right now. And, and there's a lot of players who are right now in, in the transfer portal in part because they can you know, now sign. There's an early signing period tomorrow. December 15th is the new early signing period. And it's, it's really the new signing period in general. Because a, a lot of these kids who are in the transfer portal, right, you know, they're not going to wait until, you know, later on the spring or the summer to go get with that new team. They want to get enrolled. They want to start taking classes and really start practicing and starting to learn that defense or offense, whatever it is. So you're starting to see literally the, the transition of college football from what we all knew. And if you're a big football fan, you knew after the Super Bowl that next Wednesday – was always National Signing Day. It was a big deal. It was the start of the journey for a lot of high school players out there. It's, it's all changed, and in part because they've, they've now created this early signing period that starts December 15th, and it, it's, it's sped up everything from guys now with the transfer portal since they're not dinged for transferring if things aren't working out at their school. 
and even a lot of high school athletes who want to enroll early, the majority of them, I think 80% of them now, are, are signing, uh, declaring on December 15th, this early signing period. And, and i got to be honest with you, I think it's bad for football. It's bad for college football. It's bad for high school football. Uh, I don't think it benefits really anyone with what's going on right now. Well, and I think you pointed this out. You were talking with, uh, I think it was Dan Patrick, um, and I was listening because I, I support uh, your other work. Um, you know, it's t- tough to get that, uh, you know, that that back and forth. But uh, I know on my end, well, I definitely it's all, support. It's, it's what's all going to on. promote this show. Yeah, you know, t- two cups. Or excuse me, two pros and a cup of show. I mean, may as well be at I this almost, point. Well, I, almost, right. yeah. I almost went down a different path. That's that all right. One. Listen, it may as yeah. well be at this point. Yeah, uh, it, was almost, it was almost uh, one cup for, for a second. That's a good yeah. point. Uh, um, oh, boy. Yeah, but <laughs> that's all right. Listen, uh, it happens. Uh, but, uh, but you know, I mean, there's it, all that support. And I you know, want to make sure that I – but I was right. listening to you in all seriousness. And you pointed out, like, we cannot like some of these coaches leaving when they're leaving and making the decision that they made like Brian Kelly and it's not to excuse him but right. it isn't the early signing day isn't part of this why some of those moves were made so quick uh, over the past couple of weeks for these coaches yeah I mean look that particular situation with Brian Kelly was a, a lot more convoluted than just that there's a lot of moving parts you know I'm sure by the way LSU putting it all out there, leaking out all that information about the fact that it was a done deal uh, before he had a chance to talk to the team. I- I'm sure that really wasn't well received, but what are you going to do when they're paying in $95 million, right? Uh, but a lot of it has to do with teams and really universities wanting to act fast so they don't lose out on a recruiting class. And-, and not only on that recruiting class, but also on the players on their own roster. Like if, if they don't find someone quick – now with the transfer portal, your roster, is, it's open hunting season. If you're a talented team, any, any other school is going to be calling up your players left and right to get these kids to enter the transfer portal and go somewhere else where there's more clarity with the coaching staff. So that's been a part of it. And, and look, I'll propose this. I don't know why they don't make this earlier in the summer. If, if you want to make an early signing period – where these kids can decide where they want to go with the intent to enroll early, meaning in that spring semester, right, or after the new year, let them do it in June, July. Like, let them get it over with so they can commit, they can sign, and then you've got, you know, that fall where they can go enjoy their last season of high school football. The coaches, the college coaches get some time off, and we don't feel the pressure of all that. And, And look, the risk is this. These players then make that commitment and sign, and after that season, you then get a coach who's fired. Like, that's the risk. Now, the problem with that logic is, though, it's such a small percentage chance if that happens. And if, if look, if the kid – and they can set up language where if the kid never steps foot on campus, right. he doesn't have to honor it. And they've still got the transfer portal anyway. So I, I just – I don't know why they don't change this date – to put it in the summertime where these kids can get the decision over with, their parents can get it over with, the coaching staff it's over with, and then let everyone focus on football in the fall. And I think you avoid some of the issues you've seen right now in college football and with a lot of recruiting going on. When did you decide you were going to Notre Dame? At what point in your high school career? So I, I verbally committed the summer before my senior year. And it was at, that, at that point in time, I, I, knew, I knew that's what, that was where I wanted to go. And I, I committed and didn't think about it again until I, I signed my national letter of intent 
come February like they used to do way back in the day, back in 2003. So you could just focus on your season, senior season, have fun and try and win games and play with your buddies at the high school level. Exactly. And honestly, I would have enrolled early. I would have played that fall, then enrolled right away at Notre Dame. But at that time, Ty Willingham, who was our head coach, he didn't want players to do that. He thought it was important for the growth and development of a lot of young kids out there to go enjoy their final year being at home, being around their friends before you take on that journey of going and playing college football. And and granted, this is 18 years ago, so it's a lot different than how things are viewed now. But I I, I think had I could have, I would have enrolled early. But, you know, looking back on it, and I don't regret that decision, but I still think making that decision this summer helped provide a lot of clarity moving forward for the rest of that senior year for me. It's uh, two pros and a cup of Joe here. Fox Sports Radio, LeVar Arrington, Brady Quinn, Jonas Knox here on FSR. Uh, you can listen to the show as always on the iHeartRadio app. All right, so coming up next, uh, we have got some uh, bizarre stories uh, from around the globe that we are going to get a little bit of love to. Uh, it's the perfect way to start your morning. We'll get to that next here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Two Pros and a Cup of Joe with Brady Quinn, Lavar Arrington, and Jonas Knox weekdays at 6 a.m. Eastern, 3 a.m. Pacific. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, podcast or wherever you get your podcast it's two pros and a cup of joe here on fox sports radio lavar errington brady quinn jonas knox with you here on fsr uh, we are going to be back on the air same time same place tomorrow 6 a.m eastern time three o'clock pacific here on fsr uh we're going to hand out some uh, good bad and ugly tomorrow how about that hand out some midweek awards I know who I, i've already got uh, all three categories filled out so anyway you guys want to go i'm ready yeah. to go just letting, letting it be known here. Uh, all right. Uh, so we are going to uh, get into this here. Uh, Brady Quinn uh, came up with an idea. He said, all right, let's let's uh, let's play a little bit of grab ass, uh, but let's talk about some stories that maybe, uh, you know, we, we shouldn't be talking about on sports radio. But, you know, this will be a way to see if the bosses are listening. And so away we go. Uh, let's get into this. We don't have a name for this segment. And thus, we don't have imaging done at all for this segment either. Uh, but here we go, Brady Quinn. Uh, you and I double barrel action uh and uh, this this music is insulting and offensive i don't know why we got to play this music all right they're like uh are you irish or something is that what i'm hearing is that yes, what's happening yeah, yes right. i am yeah Little, so uh, I, i'm not offended by, at all by this okay uh, nor by the leprechaun in notre dame so okay I just get that <laughs> hey pagman yeah. <laughs> you put it in you put the drop in yeah. <laughs> hey pagman oh, what about me pagman <laughs> Oh, my uh, God. Look uh, at me, Pac-Man. <laughs> <laughs> this is me, too, man. Just dust it off. All right. So let's get into it. Yeah, let's get into this. Do you remember us, like, talking about Michael Strahan going up to space uh, yesterday on our show, which oh, y- I-, I believe you still think is fake, Yeah, right? it's that fraud voyage. Uh, you can go yeah. to space in 10 minutes. Like, you can't get through a drive through in 10 minutes, but you can go to space and come back in 10 minutes. Okay. All right. Sure. Well, this might be another reason maybe where you wouldn't want to go to space, even if you were given the opportunity to. There's a broken toilet 
on a SpaceX capsule, which means the astronauts will have to return to Earth in diapers. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. so so they can't uh, they can't yeah. uh, take care of business. Can't. Yes, correct. They'll be wearing diapers on their way on their decline back down to Earth. All right. So I'm not trying to get gross here, yeah. but you know, if you're in space, kind of stuff floats around up there, right? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? So yeah. like, so like, I believe there's a, a vacuum effect. Oh, okay, okay, that's right. my guess. Well, that's that's pretty, my guess. That's a pretty yeah. strong vacuum. If uh, if you're going to number two in space, and all of a sudden it can just get sucked up there. Like, I mean, you ever seen? You saw? Well, there's you, also. There there's he is. Also, Speaking of space, yeah. Lamar's back. I went to space and came right back, <laughs> y'all. He, he was uh, flying in the FS1. I, and ju- I jumped back. in the Bills uh, <laughs> uh, flight machine, and I was out of here, and I was right back. Um. So you can. Uh, I, I don't understand. So a vacuum sucks it down, but that's broken. So now the astronauts have to wear diapers. Oh, wow. I mean, it's just a guess. but And I don't know that it's the vacuum that's necessarily even broken. Why can't you just throw it out the window? Well, I think there's, uh, you know, there's not any oxygen out there, but... Well, That'd I, be my best guess. I, what are you trying to I, make? I really didn't. I didn't really look into the actual dynamics of how you go to the bathroom in space. I'm just reading the article. All right, I'm just reading the, you the headline. Do you have any interest in going to space? Can you smell things in space when there's no gravity? Like, can the can the smell no. still? Can those smell particles and, smell and molecules? Worse? Can they travel in like, zero gravity? I don't, I don't know. know, but can I ask this? Like, yeah. I always feel like when people are ripping on the pl- airplane, it smells worse. It does because yeah. it's recycled yeah. air. Yeah. So is that what it is? But I mean, we're not in zero gravity when we're. I we're mean, it's flying. definitely it's definitely recycled air, though, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it would have to be, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> that's a good. So it's probably going to smell worse because those those stink molecules are just going to sit there. They're not going to go anywhere. They're just going to be right there. I mean, I never go anywhere. Like, blow them. Like you could just go like and like literally uh, make uh, it go away, right? Uh, <laughs> 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 oh my you can God. probably see those stink molecules no, in no, space. Like, <laughs> look at me, fat man. <laughs> what about me, crap man? Uh, 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 right. What else we got? <laughs> uh, let's go to the great state of Colorado where yeah. a hiker who was lost for 24 hours ignored rescuers' calls because he didn't recognize the number. Oh, wow. I mean, <laughs> oh, wow. That's fair. Uh, uh, you know, and if a bear would have got him or a mountain lion or that's fair, though. something would have got him, um, that would have been the Lord's work being done. That was the Lord's will. Well, the Lord's <laughs> Lord's work was also creating caller ID. And, and I mean, he has an bro, option. He bro, sees a number. You're lost. You're lost. I mean, I don't give a damn who it is that's on the other end of that phone. I mean, Help! I- Hey, what, do you, what do you think? It's a telemarketer? Hey, like, hey, it's a telemarketer hey, man, I, I, They call it all hours of the day now. I'll be like, this is, the, this is the first time that I'm okay with you telemarketing me, and, sir. And it's insurance, it's insurance season. You get these uh, people that call up and say, yeah, yeah, call them from blah, 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 blah. Want some insurance? Like, oh, what? what? I need your help. Yeah, Mr. Just, Mrs. Insurance person. Uh, I'm if only lost. I could figure a way how to get out. And yet they just never yeah. answer the phone. That's crazy. I'm out of here. I'm just going to die. 
<laughs> I mean, their workout for me. I didn't. My caller ID didn't give me the right people to, to come save me. <laughs> Matt, I'm Matt, out of here. Imagine if he's still at a pager. Just I take imagine. me now, Jesus. <laughs> Good luck finding a payphone. Take take yeah. me now. <laughs> Knock on some guy's deer stand. Like, hey, got anything in there? Get out of here. All oh right, wait, right. I wouldn't recognize the number. <laughs> What's now, the matter with you, man? <laughs> <laughs> Roberto will not stop now. The All movie right. colors, man. Last one. Last one. All right. Do you guys play the lotto? No. Uh, only when the prize gets really big, which is the dumbest thing in the world. But yeah, I don't no, think actually, I like that strategy. Well, but because like then it gets bigger and okay, it keeps getting but, bigger. But here, here's what's so dumb about it: it's then like it if, if it gets growing. up to 400 million, I'm in. But but the 10 million it normally is, I'm just too good for that. Yeah, but when it gets right. to four, it's it's just like, it, yeah, it's, uh, it is weird. I don't know why well, I do it. Well, here you go, because there's a Michigan man who won two million dollars after using the same exact lottery numbers for years. So his system kind of worked. Yes. I guess, I guess maybe you should start hit. playing. Okay. Yeah, finally hit. All right, so this has been my, my whole thing with the lottery. I never use the same numbers because I don't play consistently enough, so I always use quick pick because I don't want to be that a-hole who the one week he didn't play his numbers, they hit. I, I wouldn't right. be able to live with myself. I I, I would disappear into the woods uh, with, like, uh, two 30-packs uh, and a sawed What off. would you do if you won? Uh, Honestly, what would you do? If I won the lottery? Do? Yeah. What would He'd you do? He'd still do a Saturday show. He would not yeah, be doing right You would not change. You yeah. like squid games. You would not change No, I, I think if I won the lottery— um, You wouldn't fly privately. You know what? None, nothing. I'll talk about it from 10 anyway. to noon Eastern time on Saturday. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, hey, Brady, man, I'm going to holler at you, man. He quit this our show. Dude is crazy. We'll he quit our show. Yeah, he doesn't even show, pump our show anymore. Unbelievable. Brady! Colors. Colors. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 